0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome, my friends. My name is Jimmy Apple, and I'm your host for An Apple a Day. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast and there you're going to find articles about what we discuss here you're also going to find entrance to our private message boards and chat rooms you're also going to be able to hook up with us on facebook twitter and so forth so how you feeling today How's everything going? Are you happy? You should be because you know what today is. You know what the, what's going on all week here at Famous Apple is this is our 30th episode. Our, our 30th broadcast. That's right. We've done 30 episodes. People told us in the beginning, said, what are you even picking that topic for? No, Nobody's going to listen to that. You got three episodes at best and people are just going to start ignoring you. Well, you know what? We're proving them wrong because not only are people not ignoring us, we're being heard around the world, just about. We have listeners in Ireland, England, Germany, Australia, Japan, Turkey, India, and of course, the USA. So, I don't think they'd all be listening on a a regular basis if this wasn't something they wanted. I'm happy about it. I'm really happy about it. And I hope you're happy about it. And I want to tell you this. This wouldn't be possible. Absolutely not possible without you, the listener. Because if you weren't listening to me, why would I be doing this? What am I going to do? Record my voice so I can put it on iTunes (laughs) and nobody listen? So thank you for making this all possible. Be proud of yourselves. Like I said, 30th episode. And we're still going strong. So good news. That's good news all around. So again, how are you feeling today? Uh, You feeling good? Feeling any better than you were last week? I hope so. I really do. We got a pretty good one for you today. How many times have you heard somebody like in a parking lot looking at a person that parked in a handicapped parking spot and the guy gets out or the girl gets out and they don't have a cane. They're not in a wheelchair. They don't have a walker. So the people are saying, look at this. They're faking it. Don't they realize there's people that have disabilities that you can't see? They're on the inside. Did that, ever, did that ever come to mind for any of these people? It's amazing that they'd rather call them a liar than to give them the benefit of the doubt. But we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the uncertainty you feel when you become disabled. People people talk about, oh, they're depressed, don't worry about it, pull yourself up. But there's so many things that run through your mind once you become disabled. So we're going to discuss that too. And of course, of course, we are going to discuss those... <laughs> The, those stupid, stupid commercials. But let's start here. Like I said, people get a parking permit, a, a handicap parking permit, because they have a handicap. Or they're taking care of somebody that has a handicap, like a child or an adult even, that can't drive. So you're driving them around. You're their caretaker. So you get a handicapped parking permit. And I would suggest anybody that does have an internal disease, speak to your doctor and see if it would benefit you to have a handicapped parking permit. Because it's not, you're not taking advantage of anybody. You're actually making things a little bit easier on yourself. And there's no crime in that. But anyway, like I said, people, they don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt. Now there's a bunch, a bunch. Of disabilities or diseases that would cause you to have a parking permit that other people can't see, such as asthma, brain injuries, chronic fatigue syndrome, chronic pain, diabetes, epilepsy, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, heart disease, peripheral artery disease psychiatric diseases, spinal disorders, and so on. I mean, there's many more. Do you say, well, asthma, why would you have a parking permit for asthma? Well, have you ever had asthma? Do you know anyone that's had asthma? It makes it difficult to breathe. Exertion can make it difficult, can bring on an asthma attack. The wind can bring on an asthma attack. So wouldn't it be better to err on the side of caution and let them park up in front? Don't they deserve to be able to go shopping as well? All right. And someone with brain injuries, their caretaker is bringing them to the store. Aren't they allowed to get out of the house? What do you think? Because they have a brain injury, they're, they're stuck in the house there. They have to stay in. They can't go out anywhere. Try it yourself. Would you want to stay in the house all the time? Would you want to be, you know, condemned to being indoors for the rest of your life? I don't think so. I know I don't. Chronic fatigue syndrome. That is a real disease. I mean, people say, oh, that's all in your mind. No, it's not. It's a it's a real disease. And again, make it easier for them. Someone with chronic pain. Oh, uh, please. Anyone that wants to argue that, they can argue that with me personally. Diabetes. Well, People say, well, why would you have to be parked closer to the entrance because of diabetes? Have you ever had a sudden drop in sugar. Have you ever had a sudden spike in sugar? It can affect your eyes. It can affect your way of thinking. It can cause memory loss. It can cause blindness. Again, give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, here's one. Epilepsy. Now, does anyone really need an explanation why these people should have easy access in and out? How about fibromyalgia? Now, I've heard people say, that's a made-up disease. Oh, really? Let's see. I hope you never get it, okay? I hope you never get it. It's the most horrible disease because everything in your body hurts. Everything. And then you hear people say, "Uh, it's it's a woman's disease and they're not strong enough. Let me tell you, all right, 65% of the people that have fibromyalgia turn out to be women. But the other 35%, they're men. Doesn't matter how small they are, how big they are. It's a disease that's horrible. It's a painful disease, a a 24-hour-a-day painful disease, and there's no cure for it. Lyme disease. Lyme disease can affect your walking. It can affect your back. It can affect your hands. Lyme disease is a terrible disease. Heart disease. All right, does that need an explanation? Does that really need an explanation? All right, peripheral artery disease. That's poor circulation. Wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be better to have a short walk into the store? Peripheral neuropathy. Again, this is something you want to argue about it. Argue with me. I've had peripheral neuropathy, I don't know, for years. And what peripheral neuropathy does, it affects your extremities. It's just starting to affect my hands in the last year. But I had it in both legs when I had both legs, but I still have it in my right leg. And you can't feel your foot. And when you can feel it, it feels like you're walking on tacks and barbed wire. It burns. It's terrible. But if you have to go to the store, and you really have to, then why shouldn't you be able to park up front? You would have looked at me three years ago, and I have peripheral neuropathy. And you'll look at me and say, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. What's his problem? Try walking. Try sitting. Try surviving with peripheral neuropathy. I have it now in my hands. I can't feel my fingertips anymore. I can't feel my arm up to my elbow. I've gotten burnt several times because of this. It's a terrible disease. It's hard to hold bags. You're coming out. You're coming out of the store and you're buying the bare minimum because you want to get back in the car. You want to go home. So you're buying the bare minimum. But you try holding bags with peripheral neuropathy. But again, you can't see it so you should give them the benefit of the doubt. You have psychiatric diseases. What's the matter? They're not prisoners in their house. So you have a caretaker that can drive them. The care caretaker is allowed to get a parking permit and be able to take these people out. (laughs) I think it's great. How would you like to have to take someone that does have a psychiatric disease and walk them from the back of the parking lot up? Does it make it safe? I don't know. All I can say is the caretaker with someone with a psychiatric disease has every right to have a parking permit. Now, spinal disorders, that should be self-explanatory as well. But you'll look at someone with a spinal disorder and not even know that they have something wrong with them. In the meantime, though, they're living with pain. Would you rather them scream to this way you feel better about them having a, a parking permit? Would you Would you rather all these people scream, get out of the car and cry as they walk to, into the store? Is that what you want? You got to give these people a benefit of the doubt. They have the disease. The doctor knows they have the disease. They wouldn't have the parking permit if they didn't have the disease. You remember that guy, Oscar? He thinks that everybody that has a parking permit is full of it. He doesn't think that they should have it at stores because if you can go to the store, then you don't need a parking permit because you're going to walk around the store. First of all, that's not the case. I have a parking permit and my wife goes in and gets one of those uh, scooter things for me and I drive around the store. What's the matter? I'm not supposed to go to the store? You get these people that have these diseases. They live alone. How are they supposed to get food in their house? Oh, have it delivered, what? By one of these big delivery services that you have to order $100. Otherwise, you get charged a $20 or $25 delivery fee. They're living on Social Security. They're living on a, a limited income. They can't afford to do this. So the next best thing is going to the store. Dealing with the pain, getting what you got to get, and get the heck out of there. Too many people look and they want to put someone else down. This guy Oscar tells me, he says, if they can have a parking permit, why can't I? Because I get tired, I work hard. He's a nut. I'll tell you what, Oscar, and I told you this a, a while back. I will trade you. I will give you all my problems, and I'll give you my parking permit. And you give me your truck, and I'll go out and make a living. This way, you can have a parking permit. You, you and your your sore back. You can have a parking permit. Hey, if your back is that bad, go to the doctor. If the doctor's going to say, yeah, you should have a parking permit, he'll give it to you. But then at the same time, if you're disabled, you're not going to be driving. How, if, how bad could your back being if you're climbing up the side of a tractor trailer or climbing into the trailer. Your back really can't be that bad, can it, buddy? I, for one, am grateful that they do have the handicap parking permits. It makes life just a little bit easier for me to get my wheelchair in and out of the van without doing damage to my vehicle or somebody else's. People have to be a little bit considerate, a little bit more caring, and give people the benefit of the doubt. Just because you don't see these people wrapped up in bandages and on crutches or in wheelchairs or with walkers or canes, seeing eye dogs... <laughs> It doesn't mean they're not disabled. And again, think about it. You can't just walk in and say, Hi, I want a handicap pass. Your doctor has to write down what your diagnosis is, and you have to bring that to the county clerk. Now, the doctor's not going to lie on a paper. I don't think the doctor likes you that much. And this is an official paper that you have to hand into the, the local government. So, give them the benefit of the doubt. People would rather not have the handicap placard and be able to walk from the back of the parking lot. I know I would. I would rather walk from the back of the parking lot instead of having to use the handicapped space. But unfortunately, having to use the handicapped space is a fact of life for me. Let's take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Don't run out on me now. We got another part to go here. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't too bad, was it? I'd like to just say one more thing about being handicapped and having the handicapped placard in a handicapped parking space. Don't let anyone, anyone make you feel bad about using the handicapped spot. If you have a handicapped placard, you're entitled to use it. They have no reason to tell you that that you can't. Don't worry about the other person. I know that sounds terrible, but they're looking at you and they're saying that you're faking. You know what? You know you're not faking. Your doctor knows you're not faking. Your family knows you're not faking it. You have the placard. Use it. By all means, use it. You have it for a reason. Not just It's not just a decoration on your window. You have it for a reason, and the doctor wouldn't have given it to you if there wasn't a reason. So don't let others play mind games on you and make you feel like you're less of a person or that you're getting away with something because you're not. You know that. All right, let's move on to something else here. You remember when you first became disabled, you got through the pain and all the hustle and bustle between doctors and surgery if it was needed and being in the hospital. Now you're home and there's this uncertainty that comes over us. You know, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to take care of our kids? What about my husband or my wife? All of these things go through your mind. Your future, you're not certain about your future anymore. A day ago, You knew where you were going. You knew how much money you had coming in each week. Now you're faced with, I don't know. You can't let that bury you because there are things in place for you. For instance, the money. Now, if you got hurt at work, there's work is comp, naturally. It's not the greatest amount of money, but it's money coming in if you got hurt on a slip and fall or something like that well you may not want to do it but there's social services and at least you'll have money coming in you'll be able to feed your family one thing you're gonna have to do in the beginning is cut back there's no doubt about it the most important things that you need to have the most important things is a roof over your head food and electric those are the three most important things you need cable tv isn't up on top you know so what i would do if i was you what i had to do because i um, me when i first got hurt i had to cut the cable out well I, I broke it down to basic before that i had all the channels and movie channels you name it but i brought it down to basic which was 13 basic channels something like that my internet i kept because that i needed phone service i have a cell phone and i had a i had a house phone so the house phone we cut out and we we used the cell phone there's things you have to do Now, you may be used to going out to dinner three, four times a week. Well, that has to get cut out. And even your menu at home is going to have to change. You may be used to having steak uh, a couple of nights a week. Well, get used to having hamburger. Get used to having hot dogs. Get used to having pasta. You know, all of this is necessary, but remember, it's only temporary. Because you haven't got your your full your full diagnosis from your doctor yet, you don't know whether you're going to be out permanently. So. Why would you want to go back to work and have bills that you have to pay? You cut it down. You cut down to the to the basics when you first go out. And once you have money coming back in again, then you can start building up again on um, what you had, the cable, maybe going out once or twice a week. Or if you're going to be disabled for, you know, permanently put out on disability, then you're going to receive disability payments. Again, it's not the most, but it's going to help you get by. It's going to help pay your bills. And you'll be doing better on disability, trust me, than you do on workers' comp or on social services. So... You got to more or less bite the bullet in the beginning and that uncertainty will start to disappear a little bit because now you're handling it. It's better to be proactive than to sit in bed and pull the covers over your head and go, oh, woe is me. What am I supposed to do? Be proactive. I know it's not going to sit well with the kids. I understand that. But you have to look, which is more important, the $200 cable bill or food. So you cut out the $200 cable bill. If you really want to do something for the kids, go down to the local library. You can get movies out of the library. You can keep them busy with that. Or if if they're really not into that, which I know a lot of kids probably wouldn't be, get something like Netflix. You know, it's inexpensive and they can watch movies then. But you got to cut out the big bills. Your heat you need, the food you need, the electric you need, and the roof over your head. Those are what. Those are the necessities. Your car. You're gonna need that to go back and forth to the doctor. It's cheaper to take care of the car than it is to start taking cabs and back and forth. And you, if you're disabled, taking a bus is kind of hard. So you know you have to go for the lesser amount. Start doing your shopping at the at the big box stores or hit some of these major stores when they have things like can can sales and stuff like that. Start using coupons. You wherever you can cut the dollar, wherever you can cut down your cost, that's what you do. And that knocks out some of the uncertainty. Once you see it, after the first week, once you see that you can kind of level out a little bit, that yeah, you're still you're still in a not a bad place, but you're not in the same place you were before. But at least now it looks like it's manageable a bit. Like I said, if you don't cut these out, when you do go back to work or you do receive Social Security, you're going into that with bills. Because you know you're not going to be able to pay the cable bill, so they may shut that off on you anyway. And then to have it turned back on, not only do you have to pay the bill, but you have to pay a turn-on fee. So avoid those things. Cut them out right in the beginning. You know, and you can tell them, look, I'm disabled. I have to cut back on prices because, you know, you have some of these these companies like, uh, well, the big phone companies. If you terminate early, they want to charge you a termination fee. All you got to do is tell them, look, I'm disabled. I don't have the money to pay for it, but I am going to sign up for it again once I get back on my feet. And nine times out of ten, they'll work with you. The other thing is the kids. I know this is hard because the kids want to want to go out. They want to, you know, go to go to stores, go to restaurants, whatever. And that's where you're gonna have to be firm with them and just say, no, not right now. There's no sense in telling the kids, well, look, money is really tight, and they don't have to know that at their age. Just say no. It's that simple. Now, you may come off as the mean mommy or daddy, but I'd rather be mean than put my worries onto my kids. They don't have to know that we're, we're almost broke here. All right, now, there is something I want to let you know. There are some resources out there that you might want to look into that can take away some of your bills for a while. Your first one is your mortgage insurance. If you took mortgage insurance when you bought your home, then there's something in your mortgage insurance that says if you get sick or become disabled, they'll pay a certain amount of payments for you, which would be good because it'll give you a chance to get on your feet. can save you a bunch of money. Also, your car insurance. Your car insurance, now, we had an incident in our house here where my wife was actually coming to the hospital to visit me, and our car got hit by another car, and my wife got hurt, and she missed work for about two months. And we found out after the fact, our car insurance had claws in it that says you're covered for your salary for X amount of time if you d- become disabled or sick, and you have to be sick for a certain amount of time. But we didn't even know we had it, and we've been paying for it for years. So now we know. Your car loan insurance. Now, if you took insurance on your car loan when you bought your car, that, like your mortgage insurance, they'll pay certain amount of payments for you, so you won't have a car loan to pay for a while now if you rent an apartment or rent a house or whatever and you have renters insurance you may have a clause in there that pays your rent if you become disabled or sick for a certain amount of time so you want to look at that as well now don't forget your credit cards. Uh, Your credit cards, if you bought the insurance that comes with the credit cards, your payments will be made for you while you're sick or disabled. That's a big savings. This way you're not getting hit with late charges and interest, back interest, and all this other stuff. Now, another thing you can look at is major purchases that you've made, such as furniture or appliances. If you have insurance from the finance company, they could be paying your your payments also on the furniture or appliances. You have to check them out. But those are a couple of things to look at that could save you a lot of money. So let's move on to my favorite part of all of this right now is the, (laughs) the stupid, stupid commercials that think we're stupid. That Q public is stupid and they're going to buy their nonsense. Now, have you ever looked at a lawyer's advertisement on TV? You have this person singing the praises of the attorney. John was great for me. He took care of me. He got me more money than the insurance company wanted to pay for me. Oh, I would definitely use John again. Da-da-da-da-da. The whole thing. And then you look at the bottom of the screen and it says, active portrayal. (laughs) Oh. If is true that John was so good for you. Why not have the original people, the, your clients, that you were so good to? Why do you have to have an actor to do this for you? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe the actual client isn't as happy as you think they are. Maybe the actual client is going to say, "John made me wait. John forgot about my case. John, John was nasty. Whatever. Why an actor portrayal? Be truthful." What about the attorney that comes on TV, and they get very professional, and they, we fight for you. We get you the most money you you can get. We fight those big insurance companies for you. Then you look on the bottom. It says paid spokesman. Well, where's the attorney? Evidently, if he's got to advertise on TV, he can't really be that busy because he's looking for more business. It's like being an ambulance chaser with a camera. Now, another commercial that... (laughs) I find unbelievable, is the female contraceptive commercials. Have you seen them? There's this little uh, doohickey that they stick inside the woman, and that's supposed to prevent pregnancy. Okay, the premise is good. But now, they say, if you put this in, it can come loose, and it can puncture all your female parts. Get lost in your body, all this other stuff. Now, why would you want to even think about putting anything like that inside of you? Did anyone ever hear of prophylactics, condoms? Putting these things inside, you risk all kinds of craziness. I remember years ago, the toxic shock syndrome and all this other stuff. It doesn't make sense. Now, also, the men's enhancement pills. The one that, if you take it and your erection lasts more than 400 hours, go to the hospital. Well, I might wait. I mean, I've never had one for four hours. But why, again, why would people take this if, if this is the case, that you got to go to the hospital and so bad so that they have class action suits against some of these things? Now, here's another one speaking of class action suits. I seen this and I heard it on the radio a couple of times. If you took this drug, the it's an antidepressant for bipolar people or what have you. If you took this drug and you became a compulsive gambler or you became easily addicted to anything else, alcohol, uh, smoking, sex, whatever. If, if this happened to you, there's a class action lawsuit. What? What? <laughs> How can the pill make you go out and gamble your house away? How can the pill make you become a sex addict? How can it make you become an alcoholic? Because you can't drink alcohol when you're taking these pills. I don't know. But now there's a class action lawsuit against them. Whatever happened to personal responsibility? Whatever happened to common sense? Now, I might be showing my age here, but who remembers as a kid, there was a, a sneaker called the PF Flyer. And the PF flyer was supposed to make you run faster and jump higher. And they'd show this kid running down the block. Now, he wasn't running like the Flash. They weren't lying in their advertising the kid was running (laughs) but the kid thought he was running faster they didn't have to put a disclaimer on the bottom that says your kid's not gonna run faster it's just a slogan or this this kid running on the street is a professional runner don't try this at home hey i bothered my parents until they finally bought me a pair of pf flyers and i'll tell you what in my mind the P.F. Flyers made me run faster. I was running all over the place, and in front of my house, I had like a two and a half foot wall, and I used to jump over that wall. And I could swear that I could jump higher, run faster, and the P.F. Flyers are great. Well, you know they don't have truth in advertising anymore. They show people with the uh, with these jeeps and cars that they can go 300 miles an hour, and they can fly over. Lakes and bridges and tunnels. Just have truth in advertising. That's what we need. We need truth in advertising. We don't need, you know, disclaimers telling us that it's an act of betrayal. This is a professional stunt driver on a closed course. We don't need all of that. Just be truthful. There's a car. There's a car that they're selling. And they tell you, put down $68 and you can drive off today. 68 bucks, huh? And you start thinking about, I could use a new car. I got $68. What they don't tell you, and they tell you in the very, very bottom of the screen, in white lettering, in a font that's probably about two, that... The sixty-eight dollars down is only for people that have top of, top of the line credit, you know, like between seven fifty and eight hundred. If you have less than that, if your credit is in the toilet, yeah, they'll finance anybody. But now you have to go in with forty-five hundred or whatever. You're not walking out of there with a car for sixty-eight dollars. That's not going to happen unless, of course, you have phenomenal credit. And if you have phenomenal credit, why are you why do you have to go to a dealer? that's going to help people with all kinds of credit that's in the toilet. Truth and advertising will be nice. Put it right up there. Yeah, we'll we'll give give you the car for $68 down, but only if you have top-tier credit. Hopefully, someday, this will change where there's just truth and advertising again. But anyhow, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for sharing our 30th episode. And I know people are going, what are you getting so excited over 30th episode for? Well, I'm excited because originally people told me you're not gonna you're not gonna do more than three episodes before people lose interest and stop coming back. Well, here we are twenty-seven more than what they predicted, and our numbers go up every week, which is great because this podcast would be nothing without you. It's the listeners that make this podcast. Not me, I'm just a I'm just a prop. <laughs> uh, it, it's because of you guys that this podcast is going strong and I hope it, I hope we continue. I'd like to see another 30 episodes, another 130 episodes. The sky's the limit. But again, thank you for being a part of this. And you know, the whole idea of this podcast is to help people that find themselves disabled. We're not giving medical advice here. We're giving practical advice. When I became disabled, I had no no idea where to turn. No idea whatsoever. And people around me, oh, they, they meant well. They were giving me all kinds of suggestions, but they'd never been through this, so their suggestions were really guesses. I would have rather had somebody that I could talk to that had been through this already and I'd know. I would have cut out a lot of time. You know, I wouldn't have been running around so to speak trying to find out what to do. So that's the whole idea of this. We share our experiences here and maybe someone takes something out of our experience that'll that'll help them, that'll save them time. That we're helping each other and that's the whole point of this. Now, speaking of that, I did want to let you know on Famous Apple, we're opening up a new page for people that want to sell, trade, or donate durable medical equipment, such as crutches, a walker, wheelchair, something like that, to other people that need it. You know, the one thing we don't take is prescription medicine or anything like that. There's no drugs or medicine that we, we won't list it. But other things, you know, hospital bed wheelchair, things that you don't need anymore or that you got new ones of, but the old ones are still good for somebody, somebody that can't afford it. Somebody, you know, maybe they don't have insurance and they could use these items. So again, it's just us helping each other. And I hope you take advantage of it. I hope people that need it take advantage of it. All right. So Check that out. Do me a favor, if you would, please leave a comment in the comment box. Let us know what you think of this. Give us a rating. And by all means, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of An Apple A Day. So I want to leave you with one thing, the same thing I leave you with every week. Remember, things can always be worse. Thanks again for being here, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. I'm Jimmy Apple, and this is An Apple A Day.